thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners has reported that prescription rates for anxiety and depression medication have risen dramatically in recent months amidst the ongoing uncertainty created by the government's response to coronavirus. Outcome health data was aggregated from over a 1,000 general practices and showed that anti-anxiety drug prescriptions had risen by 31%, while antidepressant prescriptions had risen by 13 to 22%. We can see that whilst there's a steady increase in the use of antidepressants, there's been a marked increase in anxiolytic prescribing, most notably for diazepam, the outcome health paper on mental health impacts states. The trend for mental health medication is rising, and we expect that it will continue to do so for some time as the consequences of isolation, fear around COVID-19, social circumstances, and economic impacts persist in coming months. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that this is a worrying sign for now and an even more worrying sign for the future. We know that mental health problems don't just come on overnight. They develop over a period of time. And so what we're seeing now is really the first signs of what could potentially be a large wave of mental health issues as a result of these continued lockdowns, as a result of all of the fear in the media, as a result of all of the uncertainty created by the response to COVID-19. And really, this is just one of many unintended consequences of the response to COVID-19. We're seeing that medical people all over the world are alerting to the risk of heart disease, cancer, as a result of a lack of testing, as a result of a lack of early detection, as a result of a lack of proper checkups for people who are suffering from these chronic diseases. We're seeing people concerned about the risk of suicides and family breakdowns as a result of all of these societal pressures, as a result of all this fear, as a result of all of these lockdowns. And so we need to start looking at the bigger picture. We need to not just look at the risk of COVID-19. We need to weigh that against the risk of all of these other areas, which can be really tricky to do, particularly in the short sort of time frame we've got, particularly because many of these diseases have a long lag time. You know, if someone doesn't get picked up for an early stage cancer now, it may not be that that really shows up in the health statistics for years, perhaps even decades. But We really need to try and be as mindful as we can and see where are we drawing the line in terms of what is appropriate to do and what is taking it too far and are we appropriately taking all of these other factors into consideration. And we also need to consider that at some stage, we're going to have to be opening up. At some stage, these people are going to get exposed to to COVID-19. Regardless of what we do now, whether it be in a month's time, whether it be in a year's time, whether it be in several years' time, we've seen that this is a virulent disease. This spreads easily. We've seen that it still spreads even in people who've been vaccinated. So we're not going to be able to stop this from spreading throughout our population unless we are continually doing lockdowns on a permanent basis, which no one wants to see. And even then, it's probably eventually going to get to the stage where everyone gets exposed to corona. So then we start needing to balance that and say, well, if we assume that everyone is going to end up getting corona, how does that change what we do now? If we assume that we can't protect them forever, then we go back to what was probably our original strategy of trying to mitigate the possibility of our hospitals getting overloaded, which is what we were doing originally in Australia, at least when we were doing these lockdowns. And so it it throws the balance even further in favor of saying, well, we need to really consider what we're doing with these lockdowns, whether they are the most appropriate course of action. 
And as Louis Pasteur said on his deathbed, he said it's the soil, not the seed. When he was talking about the germ theory, suggesting that it's not just about the germs we get exposed to, but it's about our body's ability to deal with that. And if we're creating environments where people aren't able to thrive, and once again, if we're assuming that at some stage they are going to get exposed to coronavirus, then we may, in fact, be making the situation even worse. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.